Hello and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 112. Today we're going to talk about spiritual attacks, but we're also going to look at this through the lens of social media. We're going to kind of pick apart the advice, the posts, the bullshit (laughs) that you will see on social media. Um, I have to admit that doing this episode kind of like triggered me a whole bunch because I was, I had to, I went through TikTok and Instagram for like hours looking at different videos from spiritualists and from witches and pagans and things like that about this particular subject. But I also got to see a lot of other just trash content in general. Um, And it really prompted me to maybe... I think we're going to do another episode um, and we're just going to dive into social media and how it is affecting um, new witches and the community in general because I just, it's, oh my god, I like halfway through the day I just was like, oh my god, like if I was a newer um like witch or wanted to be witch and I was reading and listening to all this just absolute crap that is being told to these individuals online, I would be very discouraged and probably wouldn't even want to go down this path because it's so um, gatekeepy and fear-mongering and that just... I don't know. Anyway, I think we need to dissect and pull apart and get into (laughs) um, this subject a little more. But today I will just be talking about spiritual attacks. I am going to give practical advice, my experience with it, and I'm going to show and tell you about the posts that I found online and the misinformation that's being spread. And then we're going to correct that information so that you can be more informed. And as always, please do your own research as well. Like, don't just take my word for it. Do some of your own digging so that you can be sure um, what you're hearing um, is true or not um, or useful or not. Okay? So before we get started, though, let's do some smoke cleansing. Today I'm using rosemary. Just, I love the smell of it when it's burning. I actually cleanse my mic that I use. I cleanse the computer. I cleanse myself. And then I just let this thing burn and kind of like fill the room. It just feels really good to burn rosemary in my opinion. (laughs) So highly recommend it. You can get it just about anywhere or grow it yourself. Today, I am pulling from the Witch's Kitchen Oracle Cards. I love this deck. It's got like on the edging, it's like super shiny silver and you know, I'm basically a magpie or a crow, so shiny equals yay for me. So these are all herbs and I think there's some fruits and things in here uh, on the cake, on the on the cards. So let's see what we can come up with with for the energy of the week. Okay, shuffle, 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 shuffle. I've had a lot of caffeine today because the time change kind of has me all wonky as far as my sleep goes. So 
I am trying to like talk a little slower and more intentional, but if I start rambling, I'm going to apologize in advance. Okay, so I'm going to cut once. They're saying three times, so twice and three times, and here is our card. It's Arnica. So Arnica is this beautiful, bright yellow flower. It is amazing for, you know, the medicinal properties. Um, it's amazing for bruising. So I waft, see, tripping over my words already. I often make um, Arnica salve for bruises. I bruise very easily, especially the older I get. I don't know if it's an old lady thing or what, but, but I do. I bruise pretty easily. And because I'm a klutz, I do get a lot of bruises, so I will use an Arnica salve um, with some other um, herbs and oils for bruising, for cuts and scrapes and abrasions, but this one, this card says recovery, and I feel like this is our week to enjoy the energy. It's new beginnings this week, a star is coming up, we had all of this beautiful energy flowing around us, ready to jump into the new season, the new cycle. So I feel like this is our chance to like take a breath, do some self-care, and then be um, intentional in moving into this next cycle that we're, we're moving into, what's ahead of us. Um, I also want to point out that Arnica, um, the color is yellow, and it really is a beautiful solar plexus herb to instill a little bit extra oomph into that area, maybe help you get a little more pep in your step, so you can use Arnica in that way as well. Okay, so let's get into it. So there seems to be a trend on social media, especially, you know what, I'm just gonna call it how I see it. I'm going to be mostly talking or directing my displeasure <laughs> at witch talk on TikTok. Um, it's a trend on social media of hexing and cursing as a means of gaining clout as well as like some sort of posturing. Like for example, like if you search TikTok, you'll find tons of videos that show witches doing hexes with the audio captions like don't mess with a witch or bitch is gonna regret and then insert whatever atrocity this other person supposedly has done. First of all, <laughs> posting hexes in progress like that is just peacocking like look at me look at me <laughs> I'm, it's saying I'm powerful and you need to see this hex to prove my witchiness and please give me likes and follows grr it just no just no when you're doing um that kind of spell work or any real spell work in general it's best not to use it to blow up your ego or to brag um, and that's my opinion. <laughs> Again, um, if you've seen any spells I have posted online, like videos or anything, they are staged to show the process. It's not the actual spell I'm doing. Um, it is the basic bare bones version of what or whatever I am my version of it is. I have special herbs that I'm not going to talk about. I have special incantations that I'm not going to post. This is my magic and that's what makes it powerful in my opinion. My spiritual practice is private and when I'm actually doing it, um, it's just, it's a private thing. I may have a public platform, but I take what I do seriously and that's a private matter between myself and my spirit team or whomever I am working with uh, to help me with those spells. 
I want to talk about symptoms of a spiritual attack. And I wanted to go with, let's talk about the ones, the, the symptoms, the videos you're going to see on social media. My biggest bone to pick with all of these videos is, is this kind of content. Um, not all of these videos are going to be misinformation. There are some great creators out there, great witch talk creators, Instagram creators that I that I respect, and I feel like they are honest with their content. Okay, so I feel like a lot of the symptoms that creators are listing off are serious, mundane, like life, real life sub- symptoms that need to be addressed by a medical doctor or a therapist first. Let's take a particular video I found when I was searching the hashtag spiritual attack on TikTok. This one had quite a few views, like a lot, and it's actually part of like the Jesus TikTok. Um, A lot of those videos that are Christian based, they will um, use the hashtag witch talk so that, you know, all of us that are, you know, evil can can understand that we're we're evil or whatever their goals are. Anyway, this particular creator of this video had eight symptom, symptoms of a spiritual attack. Here we go. I'm going to list them all off. Number one was depression, then loneliness, guilt, addiction, resurfacing of emotional wounds, doubt of your faith, fatigue and lowered immune system, and loss of spiritual connection. Ugh. First of all, all these symptoms should raise a f- like a red flag as far as emotional wellness. The fatigue and lowered immune system um, symptoms should absolutely be checked out by a doctor. This creator never mentioned anything about going to the doctor or seeking mental health assistance at all. It's ignorant and dangerous advice to be slinging around without the disclaimer that these first and foremost should be addressed by a doctor and or therapist. And another thing about this video that really, like, irked me was that all of these, the emotional symptoms were that immediately they're bad. Those are bad symptoms that makes you being a target of a spiritual attack. So if you have depression, that's not a mental illness. It's, according to them... A spiritual attack, which by default is saying, well, if um, you're depressed, you're under spiritual attack. You're not spiritual enough to hold it off. You're whatever. You're vulnerable. And I feel like this is a terrible message to others with mental health issues. Myself, I have depression and anxiety and uh, some obsessive uh compulsions. So if I were a new witch with these mental health issues and I saw this video, whether it was a witch or a full-on Christian, I'd look at this and go, oh, so it's not normal for me to have depression or get worried about things or, you know, feel shame. Like those are not normal things. I'm obviously under spiritual attack. I'll stop taking my medication. Like that's the bullshit that could happen. Like worst case scenario because of these videos. And that really is irresponsible uh, 
as a creator, if you're going to be on a platform and want and work for all these likes and all these followers, I feel like that you should have a little more responsibility and a little more mindfulness in how you're creating videos like that. That's just fucked up to me. Another creator that I found a terrible video was by a spiritual teacher and psychic. And she was saying in her video about spiritual attacks that in her earlier years of spirituality, she always got choked by quote-unquote spirits when she went to the grocery store. She goes on to say that she was healed of this by setting boundaries with God. Okay, Sounds like panic attacks to me. Um, if you go shopping and every time you go, you feel a loss of breath and get panicked, pretty sure my first thought would be anxiety and panic attacks. Like, talk to your doctor and find a therapist. Yes, spiritual attacks happen, but oh my god, use some common sense, please. So, there's another one that I found because I wanted specifically to find some videos that were going to talk about hexing and, you know, particularly particularly in witchcraft, like that perspective. And I found another one and I just... <clears throat> so, this was a video saying... It was a whole video series, I believe. Um, and this was how to know that you've been hexed. Okay. Number one, if you get sick. That was literally a sign if you're sick. People get fucking sick. It happens. <laughs> but do I do an entire full spell reversal and cord cutting every time I get sick? No. That would be overkill and a bit over obsessive. And also, like, that's you staying in that space of fear all the time. That's not healthy. Number two, this one, I laughed at this one. This one, number two, if you drink water to get your symptoms gone. So say I'm sick. I got a sore throat. If I drink some water and the symptoms don't go away, you, you're, you've been hexed. What the fuck? Like, really? Like, I, I was in the military and that was like their go-to thing. Like, you could go in with a broken fucking leg to sickbay and be like, I have a broken leg, please help me. And they would literally give you 1600 milligram ibuprofen and tell you to drink more water. Like, that's how crazy that, I mean, that's, that was like, that's a little, you know, exaggerated. But that's, people, if you know, you know. Anyway, this is the kind of mentality this reminded me of. Like, if I'm sick and I drink a bunch of water, my symptoms should go away. And if it doesn't, I guess I've been hexed. No. Fuck. Just no. <sighs> anyway. Number three. Inability to focus was their third um, symptom. So, um, ADHD, lupus, other autoimmune conditions, and mental health issues cause or ha ha affect you with the inability to focus on shit. I also <laughs> have ADHD. So, um, yeah, sometimes I can't focus. Um, during autoimmune flare-ups for me, um, I get really bad brain fog. Like, I will forget what I'm saying halfway through the sentence. It's ridiculous. So go see a doctor. If you can't focus and this is a new symptom to you, go see a doctor. <laughs> number four, negative emotions and intrusive thoughts was number of their symptom. So, if I'm having suicidal thoughts or intrusive thoughts, I should just chalk it up to a spiritual attack, light a fucking black, fan black candle, and just go on with my day. 
Oh my God, no. This one in particular really, really pissed me off because if you are experiencing these types of thoughts and they've become obsessive thoughts, please seek help from a mental health professional. Like that one in particular was such bad advice. Um, and I'm going to go into actual symptoms and not all of these things that are being listed are bogus. They're just worded fucking terribly and they're not putting that disclaimer out there that hey this is probably a mental health issue or or physical health issue first of first and foremost go see a doctor like they're not saying that so I felt like number four really pissed me off (laughs) anyway number five that you stop praying or you stop meditating that's a sign okay Not everyone is super connected and dedicated to their practice 24-7-365. We are human. (laughs) Life happens. Um, Sometimes we get too busy. Sometimes we get sick. I mean, COVID, hello. (laughs) Um, Shit happens, okay? Um, I went through times where I did not meditate every day or I did not talk to and spend time with um, building a relationship with a deity that I that I worship or honor. I hate the word worship, honor. Um, That doesn't mean I was under spiritual attack. It means that, you know, my kid was causing a shitload of stress in the house and everybody was, you know, on edge and tense and it was a stressful situation. Uh, Does not mean that I was being spiritually attacked. It just means that life happens. It also, like, that one in particular felt very Christian guiltic, tactic-y for me. Like, so if I'm not praying, um, I'm being spiritually attacked. Blaming my absence from my practice on that seems like bullshit to me. It just really does. Um, the last one that they had mentioned was that old habits come back. So habits resurfacing, dude, those, that just happens. Like stress, health, mental health, and environment all have a large part to play in our habits and how good we are at keeping um, those habits away, like not doing them. So I don't know. I felt like this one was just completely bullshit. I I felt like it could easily um, get into somebody's head that is is an addict and make them feel even worse um, and not, uh, not... I don't even know how I want to say this, but I just think it would be bad if you are an addict and you saw that you're like, oh, I've been having thoughts about, you know, just to say drinking. I'm drinking again and this must be a spiritual attack. Therefore, I'm not going to go to AA. I'm not going to talk to my sponsor. I'm just going to light a fucking black candle and it'll be good. Like to me, that's very irresponsible advice. Okay. So, (laughs) I need to take a very quick break because I do have a sponsor for this episode. This particular episode is brought to you by Bright Witch. This is an amazing freaking company. So Bright Witch is a tea company and the owner, Sarah Louise, is such a great creator. So she sent me a little bit about the company and I wanted to know a little bit like why she started the company and she said for her Tea is a small ritual of love and care towards ourselves and others. And in starting Bright Witch, she wanted to create as enchanting a sensory experience as possible to truly enrich these moments. I thought that was absolutely beautiful intent. Um, Also, all of her blends 
are gluten-free and vegan-friendly, which I found really, really amazing because I am trying to stay gluten-free as much as possible, and it's very hard to find tea that is labeled as gluten-free. I want to tell you about the tea. So she sent me, like, loads of tea. I like jumped like a little like jumped up and down like a little schoolgirl when I got the package. So my favorite so far is the Fairy Garden Blend. This one is organic green tea, papaya and strawberry and it is so fucking good. Um I'm going to try so the next one that I really liked. I know it's not summer solstice, but I loved this blend. This one is black tea, peach, apricot and some florals. Um what's the one I had? Oh so on the new moon, I did a whole um, like tea ritual and I used Midnight Cauldron. This one is black tea, sunflower, and calendula. These teas taste amazing, but the most fun part of these teas though is that they sparkle. They have edible sparkle dust in every one of these teas. So when you brew it, it's it looks magical. It looks absolutely beautiful when you are creating this experience and you have sparkly, intentional tea. Um, I I loved it. I cannot wait to try all of them. I've tried, let's see, I've tried one. I've tried five of them so far and I have loved every one of them. Um, I have been using it as like a morning ritual before meditation. I didn't feel super good the other night and I wanted to make sure that I could sleep. Um, so I had one of them. Um, this one was called Astral Dreams. It was black tea, lavender, and cornflower flower petals. I, I like slipped into this beautiful dream state <laughs> when I did that one. And it, it was just, I had the most prophetic dreams that night. So if you are somebody who wants to do astral projection or lucid dreaming, I really, really recommend the astral dreams one. I thought it was a beautiful blend. It tasted good, but I also had amazing dreams. <laughs> Another thing I really liked about this is the packaging. So each of these tea canisters are tall. Like they're, I don't know, let me look. I'm really bad with like length but these look like maybe six inch tall canisters they're metal so you can totally use these for other things like after I get done or use all of the tea in each of these I can repurpose them for something else witchy also in my cabinet I have a lot of tea <laughs> um these are space efficient I was able to put them all in and they didn't take up very much space so I live in a tiny house and to me this is very valuable to have um tea that I can have a lot of different varieties of but keep them in my cabinet and not overcrowded anyway <laughs> I really love it and I want you guys to try it too. Um, you can get a 10% discount to your cart with the code witchy10. You can go to brightwitch.com and search and find the blend that is right for you and your intentions that you have going on. You can also follow Bright Witch on Instagram. She has product, product updates as well as tiny tales for tea time fancies. I love that. Those are short and sweet stories that are perfect for tea breaks. So head over to Instagram. Give her a follow at Bright Witch Brews. Also her website again is brightwitch.com and the code is witchy10 to get your 10% off. I will make sure that I post all of that stuff 
on the Witchy Woman Podcast Facebook page as well as my Instagram and my Instagram stories. So if you miss it, if you're driving and you cannot write this down, you can get it from my social medias later. And I will make sure that I brew a beautiful cup of tea later and I will show you the sparkly wonderfulness (laughs) that this tea is. Um, You guys got to see this. It's amazing said it before and I'm basically like a magpie or a crow. Anything that's shiny, I has to have it. <laughs> so this is something that I will for sure be keeping in my regular routine because it just makes tea time amazing. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. So I also found a creator, like this one was irritating. It was just ridiculous. One creator, p- creator posted that if your deity or spirit guide shows up, or appears to you, that's a sign that you've been spiritually attacked. What? So if I'm meditating at my altar, my deity's altar, and I feel like she is present, I'm being attacked then? If I'm speaking to my, or communicating with my spirit guides, and I feel like they're present, then I'm being spiritually attacked? That makes absolutely zero sense at all. Like the same creator mentioned the symptoms of having intrusive thoughts, which every human has at random at some point. <sighs> that that is a sign of being um, being attacked. Like I go to therapy. This is what my therapy therapist says about intrusive thoughts. We're human. We have them. When they become a problem is when you obsess over said intrusive thoughts. If you can't make them go away or you obsess over that thought. That is when they become a problem and it is a sign that you need to go um, see a doctor, talk to your doctor about it, get a therapist. I realize that in the United States, like mental health uh, is kind of hard to deal with because we don't have very many resources for healthcare that's affordable. So um, do what you can. Um, talk to your doctor. There's some free clinics out there um, that at least maybe can give you uh, resources to go and, and help you. At least tell a friend. Have some, get some support of some sort, please. Yeah, I just felt like that, that advice was awful. A handful, a handful of other signs that I saw listed on videos is that if your pet or loved one dies or gets sick, you've been attacked. If you have sleep paralysis, you've been attacked, which is an old Christian BS tale about the devil getting you in your sleep, or there is myths about Lilith or other succubi getting you while you're asleep, and that's what they say sleep paralysis comes from. No, that's normal. People have sleep paralysis. It's a medical thing. Anyway, the the last one that this person said um, was a sign is that if you have paranormal paranormal activity like I can see like some of these are like half truths sure but what kind of paranormal activity like what's going on like they don't go into detail on any of this and I realize TikTok is 60 seconds it's hard to do that but go hey part two coming or do another do another follow-up to it so people have the whole story not just these clickbait bullshit crap stories and in my searching you know I searched a whole bunch of different uh, hashtags like spiritual. I I did hashtag spiritual. I did witch talk, witchcraft, uh, spiritual attack, hex, uh, curse. I, I searched all of those hashtags and there's so much fear mongering. It's awful. And it's just, 
but being on the spiritual path in general, they're just like, you should be afraid of it. Um, I was shocked at how many creators were saying that if you decide to be spiritual, you will most definitely be attacked by spirits and other witches. What the fuck? So, uh, gatekeeping. Um, one person said that the moment you decide to be a witch, you are open to spiritual attacks. Um, anyone, regardless of faith, is open to a spiritual attack. It's it's not a damn guarantee, though. Like, what the fuck? One person, it really irritated me. She said that you have to be careful if you want to be a witch. And then goes on to say, if you're not careful. Basically, if you don't do all of the things right, you could kill yourself. You could become unalived. What the fuck? That was one of the worst videos I saw. Like, imagine you are a a new spiritual person, a new witch, a new pagan, and that's the video you see first when you start following the hashtag witch talk. I would be like, well, nope, not doing that. <laughs> the fear culture in our community feels very much like how the church uses fear to control their followers. This type of behavior should 100% not be in this community. For a lot of us, we chose this path because of fear and guilt tactics within the church that we were forced to go to. New witches coming into this community and seeing TikToks and Instagram videos, reels, whatever, IGTV, like that is damaging to their journey. That's giving them witchcraft baggage. So now if they already have religious baggage, religious trauma, now they're getting witch talk, witchcraft trauma right off the bat. And it's damaging to their journey. And it's going to discourage them to be, you know, 100% into what they want to be into. It's terrible. So stop being fucking assholes. Someone else claiming the word witch does zero harm to you. It does nothing for your life if some other person wants to claim that word witch. So stop gatekeeping this path and using fear to control and influence others. So let's take the half-truths from those videos and explain them, okay? Um... Oh my gosh, my cats are knocking off shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, always, always look at the mundane reasonings for physical and mental or emotional symptoms and any changes that happen to yourself, your body, or your emotions. That's the first thing, okay? I feel like these creators are very irresponsible and not pointing, my, pointing that out. So undiagnosed physical and emotional symptoms can lead to severe consequences. So please, please. I'm going to list off some things that I've experienced as far as symptoms of a spiritual attack. If you are experiencing any of these symptoms that I'm going to list off, please go see a doctor, get a clean bill of health, and let's go from there. So, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, have I been spiritually attacked before? Absolutely. Yes, 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 I have. Um, by humans and by other beings. Um and I'm not going to go too much into detail on either of those things because they don't they don't um, warrant or deserve any time explaining those people or the thing. Um, these are the symptoms that I experienced. Um, 
I started forgetting names um, specifically uh, after I realized what was going on. A name that I, a person that I suspected that did the attack. Um, I could not think of their name for the fucking life of me. And this person had been in my life for at least five years. I, I could not think of their name, which was a giant red flag for me. Um, now I'm going to also say that when I have a lupus flare up, I forget shit like ridiculously often. Like I will forget what I'm holding in my hand and what the name of it is called. Um, and that only happens for me that bad during lupus flare-ups. Um, so I want to, when I start doing that, I want to like check myself. Like, am I forgetting other things? Am I, like when this happened to me, I was like, why can't I think of her fucking name? Like what the fuck is happening? Um, so then I was like, okay, today, how was, how was my memory recall? Like what was going on? Have I done this with anything else? And I had 100% not. And I, I knew, I just knew. But anyway, another thing that happened to me or a symptom is that I stopped doing protection work, all of it. I stopped doing it all. Um, and I almost felt repelled by the thought of doing the things that I normally do. I have a protection schedule, a ritual, something I do every week, every day. Um, and eventually I, I just started doing less and less until there was nothing. Um, and then I'd be like, oh, I really should go do this thing to, you know, keep my protection healthy. Ouch. I just hit my <laughs> ring and my finger on the table. Ow. Um, and then I wouldn't do it. I would be like, eh, I'll watch some Netflix instead. So um, to me, that was a big sign. Um, and each one of these each one of these things I experienced, I'm going to tell you like what I did to make sure that's what it was. So, um, I didn't do all the protection. I realized I hadn't done some, the, all of the things for like two and a half, three weeks. So once I realized this was a thing, like, oh shit, like, why do I feel repelled to do these things? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. So I, I sat myself down. I'm like, am I in a lupus flare up? Am I not getting enough sleep? Am I just fucking tired? If, do I have extra stress going on in my life? I would basically like take a baseline of what my life is like and see if that fits with not doing the things I should be doing. Because if I was very, very stressed out, if I was going through um, a depression slump, if something like that was happening, that could be explained by my depression because I get super tired, I get lazy as fuck, and I forget to do things <laughs> when I'm in a depression thump, but I was not depressed at all. Okay, the next thing is loss of appetite. For me, this was a, this was a symptom. I stopped eating pretty much anything, and if I would eat, I would throw up. Um, and if I didn't throw up, then I would have some, you know, intestinal issues. We'll just leave it at that. I had a hard time. I actually went to the doctor and got my blood ran to see what the fuck was going on and everything was fine. So, um, I was like, okay, if everything is fine, I'm not depressed. I'm actually happy and things are going well. My blood work is fine. Then it must be a sign of that. And this was like a compounded, like it wasn't just this sign. It was other things too. Another one is lighting candles and incense, but they keep going out, even if there's no draft in the room. Like, cannot get a match to, to light, or the matches are continually breaking. The candles 
are just going out for no fucking reason whatsoever. That to me is a pretty uh, strong sign that somebody's fucking with your energy. Um, when I light a candle, I, um, I check the wick first. So mundane things. Before I light a candle, I'm going to look at the wick. Is it super long? Because if it is, it's going to make a really long flame and it's going to dance and it's going to look all spooky and cool, but that's not, it's just, that's just an aesthetic. It's not what's happening spiritually. So I will cut the wick, make sure it's down to the length it needs to be. I also look to see if the candle is, the wick is in the center or damn close to the center because that has a lot to do with how the candle burns down, if one side's farther away than the other to the glass or to, or if it's a pillar candle, then it would cave in on one side and possibly, you know, the flame would go out from, from excess wax. So those are the things I look at. I'm not just going, oh my God, that's a sign. I recognize, hmm, 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 that might be a sign. Let's look at the candle first. <laughs> and then I go from there. So these are just some of the symptoms I've experienced. I did go to the doctor. I got checked. I, you know, I also scheduled extra therapy session. Um, when I stopped eating on, or my ability to eat, that really bothered me because I fucking love food. So I actually scheduled a, an extra session um, because my therapy session wasn't for another two weeks and I really wanted to talk about why I can't fucking eat. So I did schedule one and we talked about it and we really couldn't think of anything. You know, he's not spiritual. So he had things like, are you extra stressed? Are you f having body dysmorphia or whatever that is that where you think you're, you know, you're ugly or my weight is bothering me. And I was like, no, no, sure. I'd love to get rid of my like, you know, tummy, but it's not like <laughs> it's making me not want to eat. I still love food. So I did all the mundane things. Um, and then I was like, okay, this shit is happening. So then I dealt with it. Right. But I want to, to show you a couple show you, I'm telling you, this is a podcast, not a, not a vlog or something. Fuck. My brain is like bouncing around like crazy. So <laughs> sorry. So how do I know for sure? Like a lot of us need that visual visual representation that like, okay, yeah, that's happening. So first of all, my intuition had been saying it's a spiritual attack for about a month and I totally ignored it because I felt silly and I was being paranoid and I just kind of ignored it and did the mundane things to fix the symptoms. And I was like, you know, who the hell am I? Like, why would anybody want to spiritually attack me? That like, Whatever, you know. But anyway, don't ignore your gut. <laughs> so I did an egg cleanse. Uh, this has its roots and origins in Central and South America. It's actually called a Olympia. It's basically a methodical way of having an egg absorb the evil eye or bad energy from your body. Um, and then you crack the egg in clear glass, like full of water. And you read the contents intuitively and from like marked signs that you can learn about such as bubbles bubbles at the top generally mean someone is envious or has thrown the evil eye or hex at you I'm not going to go into this because it really isn't my specialty but I did feel called to do it like my spirit team was like go get an egg <laughs> so I actually did that um for myself and I saw signs, very clear ones. It's funny, um, when you do this, sometimes you'll actually see letters form in 
in the egg goo basically that's in the water and I did anyway so I actually did my husband too he came home like we're doing an egg cleanse I did an egg cleanse just to kind of see if he was involved in this attack as well and he sure as hell was and he had been feeling very depressed very down um snappy he's never rude to me ever like he is the most respectful person and for about two weeks he'd kind of been snappy and like I don't know almost like irritated with everything I did and that just wasn't him and to me you know we tried you know doing more things uh eating healthier because we thought well we don't feel good physically maybe that's it you know he blamed it on his work situation and we just left it at that but anyway so I did check him he was positive for a uh, evil eye, a hex, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I went to work. <laughs> and after we did all the stuff I did to, to fix it, he felt amazing. I want to talk about um, a few tests that I saw on TikTok because I was there and when I'm searching, you know, hexes and curses and stuff on social media, I found a couple different ones. The first one I saw was when your jar, your candle jar, the glass breaks. So they were saying that that's a sign that you've been hexed. And in one video, the candle wick is like way off center and right next to the side of the glass, like hella close to the glass. Um, fire is hot. Heat expands things. <laughs> Duh. That's why it broke. So that was debunked. And with common sense, you can clearly see that's why the jar broke. Um, another one that was in a video was to put lemon slices in rooms or areas that you feel have bad energy or around your home if you feel like you've been hexed or near your bed as you sleep. So they said that if it molds in a day or kind of gets fuzzy or turns any colors, then you've been hexed. <sighs> if it just shrivels up and dries, then you're fine. So after, and they were like, that's like they're like a day to two days max so after some googling I found out that it is pretty average time to mold for a sliced lemon out of the refrigerator it's going to be like one to two days so pretty much anyone doing this will find mold or the lemon spoiling in some way shape or form unless you keep your house at like a super cold temperature and then it might last you know 36 hours <laughs> the other one was a match uh, stick test. So you rub two matchsticks on yourself and then you put them in a bowl of water. I'd never done this one. Um, they said if they make a T, someone is in the process of hexing you. And if it makes an X, you've already been hexed. So I hadn't tried it, so I wanted to do it. So I went and got my matches and I did it five times with new matches each time. And I changed out the water because in my head, I was like, like the stuff at the end of the match might get in the water and change the way the water is going to flow. Anyway, I did it all sciency, same conditions for each time. And I don't know, I, each time I, it just said no, um, that I'm fine. Um, one time the match is touched and made like a T. So I don't know if you do it five times in a row and only one of them set makes a T for me in my instance I was like well that's just probability uh, that to me that was debunked um I'd also like to address <laughs> witches and practitioners that do readings and then tell clients that they've been hexed and then they follow with I can help you with that and it will only cost insert amount of money whatever they're saying 
All I have to say to those predators and scammers is fuck you. You don't belong in this community. Go the fuck away. That is fucked up to take advantage of people and use fear to do it for monetary gain. Like, that's unforgivable. Okay? Uh, I have a problem with any kind of scammers, but somebody manipulating people into feeling so scared that they feel like they have to have this other person fix it by giving them money, they're going to fix it. That's just awful. Okay? I get if you get a reading and somebody, your, your reader is like, Okay, the cards are showing that somebody is definitely jealous of you, is definitely, you know, maybe going to, you know, take action on that envy or jealousy. That's different. They're not asking you for money to fix this person that's, you know, got it out for you. Um, anyway, <laughs> I got really mad when I saw, like, examples of that shit like the the bad scammer predator bullshit so sorry if I got angry there I just it's it's awful so is it common to be hexed and attacked right is it as common as social media says it is I don't think so this is my opinion why you ask because life how many of you have your have how many of you have the time to hex people properly like, how many of us are like, oh, that person pissed me off, I'm gonna hex them. That takes a lot of your personal energy to hex other people and to do it right. Most people are so worried and concerned about themselves and their own, like, bullshit that they've got going on that they have no time to worry about others and to hex others. We're very, social media and us, you know, humanity in general right now in this time is pretty self-centered. So, how many, he and also, how many hexes that people actually do, do you think land properly on their target? Most witches I know have wards and return to sender spells in place that would make it really difficult for a spell to land on them like that. Does it happen? Yup, sure does. Happened to me. Um, whoever did it to me knew what they were doing and did a very methodical way of doing it. Um, I gotta give them props for that, right? So I'm seeing this whole subculture of witches that claim to hex pretty much anyone who disagrees with them or says something bad about them. Um, you do you, but that would get exhausting keeping up with that many hexes. Hexing on videos is basically attention. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, I'm a powerful witch. See these black candles. Ooh, spooky aesthetic, whatever. Um, real hexing, in my opinion, is not done on camera. Sure, there are examples that can be shown, but the real deal from people that can execute such a spell isn't done for public consumption. I feel like most of the hexing videos going on on like especially TikTok are on because of their spooky aesthetic and they get lots of views and likes because, you know, it looks like AHS coven, you know, edition. But then again, you do you. I just think it's ridiculous. I stay out of the witch talk drama. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I just like start scrolling in the mornings and I'll see, oh, you know, now that everything's done, like somebody on TikTok today was saying the same thing. Like they wake up and they're like, wait, there was drama? What, what happened? How, why am I always left out of it? It's because I don't care. It's because we don't dive into that. Um, <laughs> but also because I have a life that has enough stress in it already, to worry about some person on social media app not agreeing with me. Like, ugh. okay, 
(laughs) So how do you protect yourselves from hexes and spiritual attacks? These are the ways I use, but again, do your own research and find ways that meet your spiritual needs and life needs. Not everyone has time for a bunch of elaborate shit, you know? So these are the things that I do to protect myself. I cleanse my home every week using smoke cleansing sound and essential oils. I use jewelry I've charmed for protection and wear it daily and at night. I use my connection with my guides and my deities and I ask for their protection using home blessings, protection wards, and other spells for protection. I also use crystal grids in my home and property. Salt baths weekly to keep my aura clean and refreshed. I cleanse my technology. This is a big one, guys. I cleanse my technology that I use to browse and post on social media using smoke and crystals. So these are the, I do more, but I'm not going to like expose everything I do on a large platform because that leaves me open to people who want to poke at my energy. That is something I, I mentioned in the last episode. You would be amazed at how many people or how many instances I feel others trying to just test my boundaries. Like, hey, I wonder if I can do this or that. I actually had a friend, um, somebody got on their social media page and started reading them without consent and giving them, oh, this is what's happening and blah, 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 blah. That is not okay. You can't read people or poke into their energy without consent. Most witches have a return to sender or basically like, think of it like an electric fence that is their energy. And if you touch it, you get zapped. So think of it in that way. That's not exactly what it is, but think of it like that as an example. Okay. So just don't. So how do you break a hex or attack on you? These are the things I have done. A return to sender spell to mirror back all the, that the person has sent and more. I always send it back, you know, times, whatever. Um, spells that involve my deity, I will use that to cleanse and protect me as well as send back all the energy that the person has sent to me and more. Um, I do spiritual baths. It's more than a salt bath. This is a whole ritual. Um, I do cord cutting rituals and then a banishing if you know who it is. And there's also spells where if you don't know who it is, you can still do a cord cutting and a banishing. You can also go after them with your own hex afterwards, but I tend not to. Those people just are not worth my energy at all. I'm not going to go into details as to how I do these things like in detail. I feel like that's part of your journey. To create your own spells, your own rituals, and to spend time researching these things yourself. I, I love helping other people. I love, um, you know, referring them to somebody else that's more of an expert on whatever they're asking about than me. I love um, showing them books that show what they're talking about. Um, but I am getting a lot of DMs for my 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 spells, like. Ones that I have in my book of shadows. I do not mind sharing some of them. I will say that. Some of them I don't mind sharing because they're pretty cookie cutter. Um, They're not ones that I hold like near and dear. But, you know, I do feel it's important to empower yourself to find some of these answers for yourself as well. Um, I hope I didn't piss any people off by saying that. But it's just, it, it gets to be a lot because... I want to help people in general. Like, that's just who I am. I want to help. And I will overhelp. If that makes sense. I will enable helplessness. (laughs) 
Um, I do it with people in my life. Like my actual life here at home, I will enable people to just take what they want from me and I overgive. So I tend to to do that online as well. And I, I need to set that personal boundary that, yes, I will answer a question if it's a pretty, you know, if it's something that I can answer from my experience, I totally will. If it's a spell request, I'm going to point you to probably, you know, looking it up yourself. I have a couple spell books that I love for inspiration and creating my own. And I've said this a million times, Pinterest, which is Pinterest. Pinterest is amazing resource. Re- resource? What the fuck? Resource. <laughs> so say I want an abundance spell and I don't have one. I go to Pinterest. I type in abundance spell witchcraft. Maybe that's what I type in. And I get a bunch of different results with all kinds of in- in- incantations, spells, whatever. I can look at those and then change them to fit my needs, to make them my spells then. So basically you're using those the the pre-made spells as like framework to develop your own and I really recommend doing that because then your spells are that much more personal and connected to you so I guess what I want to say in the end about social media and all the fear mongering and the fear culture that is being created is we should be responsible for what we post um Yes, things can be warnings. You know, you can post a warning, be like, hey, it's probably not the best choice to do, you know, X, Y, Z. Here's another choice that you could do instead. That's helpful, right? But just saying, oh my gosh, you want to be a witch? Mm, If you don't do everything right, you're going to get hexed and cursed and you could kill yourself. That's literally one of them said, you could kill yourself using witchcraft. That is one, like, no, just fucking no. That is things the church does. That is things organized religion does. Those are fear-mongering tactics to control and influence the masses. And we cannot let that continue as a small creator. I don't have a huge online following, but I feel like because I have a platform, I need to be more mindful of what I post. I need to make sure that I am not posting anything to encourage this fear culture and that I am always giving disclaimers and alternative options for things that I post. Like this might resonate with you. This might not. Um, if, if you want to do this, this is what happened to me. Dude, I have done so many things like wrong in my practice that have backfired. So I'm more than willing to share the things that I have done that got me, you know, that came back at me and gave me a bad uh, reaction or um, result. I'm more than willing to share that kind of stuff. But I don't want to create fear out, out of it. You're going to mess up. We're fucking human. We're going to do things that or spells that in hindsight maybe shouldn't have done. But it's experience. It's how you learn. It's how you gain experience and connection to your path is trying things out and seeing if it works. If it doesn't, move on. Um, It's okay. So I guess I'll get off my soapbox. I'm so sorry. I was so mad and passionate about this subject that I may have gotten a little angry and I'm, I apologize for any of my outbursts or strong, I always say fuck, but I probably said fuck a lot this episode. I should probably count. It could be like a drinking game. 
but I don't drink. So it would be like drinking a pop game, I guess. <laughs> well, I hope that I didn't piss too many people off. Uh, I'm sorry if I triggered you. <laughs> I was obviously pretty triggered. And I hope you learned something from this episode. I hope um, that the next time you're on, like, say, TikTok, and you see a video with advice being given, that you look at it more than once and discern whether it's good information, bad information, or somewhere in between. Like, I think discerning the content that we absorb is going to be a very important thing from now forward because social media is very much intertwined into the witchcraft and pagan culture at the moment. So I don't think it's going away. So we might as well learn how to properly deal with all of all of the information that's being spouted about. I also want to share the website and the Instagram account again. Bright Witch tea was was amazing y'all gotta try it out i'm not saying that because this was a sponsored episode i'm saying that because it was it is amazing tea and it fucking sparkles so find them at brightwitch.com with the uh, discount code witchy10 also follow them on instagram at bright which is bright witch brews <laughs> um i guess that's all i have so until next time stay witchy Bye bye